Hello again, it's Jenny Cressman here with you and with an interesting person to chat with today. We have Carol Ferris in the studio. Hi, Carol. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for coming in on a snowy day. <laughs> oh, you're very welcome. Glad to be here. So Carol Ferris, but on Facebook, you're Carolyn Joan Ferris. Yes, my older sister named me Carolyn. And, well... I didn't really like Carolyn, so when I was in grade three, I changed it to Carol. Okay. <laughs> okay. So nothing official. And I did Carolyn Joan Ferris on Facebook because Carol Ferris is actually a famous character. Oh, okay. Um, and you're infamous, not famous. <laughs> <laughs> well, so far. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought if I put that, the full three names down, it's easier for people to find you. Sure. Um, yeah. And that's significant yeah. because as Carol and Joan Ferris, you have posted a lot of interesting things, which we will get into as we continue <laughs> our chat. But let's first talk about how you ended up here in Huntsville. Oh, that's a little bit of a sad story. I don't know if you want sad stories today. Well, it's your choice. Um, well, I'll just be really brief. Um, my husband, Paul, and I had bought a property here just as an investment. Um, it was during a time when uh, he was teaching on the reserves out west, and I was raising our, our firstborn son, Daniel. And uh, my sister died in a tragic car accident, so we oh. decided it was time to come back closer to home just to be close to family. Uh -huh. So we came, and there was a little cabin on the property we bought, and we lived in that <laughs> unheated, <laughs> no running water cabin while Paul built our first home. Oh, okay. Okay, so he built the house himself. He did. That okay. was the first home. There was <laughs> He did build a second one too. <laughs> so, how many years have you been here in, uh, in well, well, we moved when Daniel was had just he was about one and a half and he's going to be 40 pretty soon. Holy so, moly. Okay. Yeah, it's gone fast. <laughs> and then you had two other sons, boom yeah. boom. Mm -hmm. We had uh we had Russell and Ryan. Okay. And yeah. A busy household. Very much so. I don't know how those moms do it when they work full time and, and raise a family. Just having having kids was enough for me for the most part while they were young anyways. <laughs> but now they're off out of the nest and on their own and doing well. Oh, yeah. 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 For the most part, yes. And so now you are focusing on other things rather than raising kids. That's right. Finally have the time to do basically whatever I please. <laughs> nice. Well, and what pleases you is very interesting. And for people who follow you on Facebook, as I do, you are into some really quite creative things. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so the the most recent one is the Renwall family adventures. Can yes. you explain to me what the Renwalls are? Like when I look at them, I think, okay, these are like chunky Barbies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the Renwalls. I've become quite fond of them actually. <laughs> yeah. The um and they they're developing their own little personalities. Um But they're dolls that are well, they're antiques now, yes, technically. Yes, they are. Yeah. So they would have been in, would they have been something you had in your childhood? I never saw the Ramalls. We did have a, a 1 to 12 scale dollhouse, which they are. They're 1 to 12 scale. Okay. And as an adult, I bought a dollhouse. Um, my, my neighbor was really into dolls and she kind of got me interested in it again. So I had purchased a dollhouse and some furniture and then a friend um, just gave me the dolls and... They haven't spent a lot of time 
in the dollhouse because they're they're mostly traveling. <laughs> they're busy. They're busy. <laughs> they're busy dolls. Yes, and and Dad's been in rehab. And <laughs> oh my goodness! So they've they've really taken on a life of their own, which you then have images of that you post on Facebook. Yes, yes. Um, some in- images are better than others, um, and it depends what I have at hand to make it look realistic on how much energy I have to put to it, but it's fun for the most part. So you take the dolls and you pose them in different settings with different um, activities and in, in different locations. And so they've gone on trips, they've all kinds of stuff. Yes, yes, they've done quite quite a bit, actually. And uh, one of the limitations of the dolls is because they're so old, um, their joints are very loose. So I can't. Unlike humans, where the joints get stiff. <laughs> yes, they can. They could bend in all directions, but they have trouble. Well, most of them can't stand without support, so they they have to be leaning against something, or they have to have a pillow behind them, or whatever. But that's just just part of the challenges of uh, of trying to pose them for their their photo op. <laughs> so it's like they're mini installations that you're creating and photographing, and then creating a backstory about what they're actually doing. I'm trying trying to create a backstory. Sometimes it's a little bit silly. Um, actually, probably almost all the time it's a little <laughs> bit silly. But um, yeah, we my husband and I just did a, a trip to uh, Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. Mm-hmm. So I'd seen a few things there that were interesting. So the Remwals, of course, they wanted to go as well. So they raised some money up and and they're and they're there right now actually they're in latvia heading for estonia at the moment okay so they didn't actually travel with you they just traveled later they didn't but we we did see a dollhouse while we were traveling and uh, they're going to go visit that maybe today or tomorrow i haven't i haven't confirmed that yet Okay, so that's a stay tuned kind of thing and watch the Renwalls and the, and people can scroll back on Facebook to find out yes. the different things that have gone on. Yeah, that's one of the limitations of Facebook actually is, especially nowadays, there's, it's very cluttered with so many things and also things do not come up in order necessarily. Oh, yeah. So it does, it does make it a little bit complicated and I, I don't know enough about technology uh, to know if there's a way I can fix that or not, but... Well, so are you thinking that in the end you're going to have some sort of compilation um, that might be in an album or something that would show Um, all the different things they've done? Maybe. I hadn't really given that much thought. Right now I'm just kind of having fun. And if other people get some pleasure out of it, that's an added bonus. I haven't really thought about where it's going. I don't don't have any grand ambitions or anything. Okay. (laughs) So how did you get started in the first place? Uh, It just popped into my head. (laughs) Okay, so somebody gave you the dolls and yes. you thought, ah, this could be fun to work with. Let's yes. see. Yes, they started with, uh, I think my very first scene was a yoga. They, deci- they decided to do a yoga class. Hmm. And uh, yeah, mom could do, can stand sometimes, not always. And she did warrior pose. And Aguilar and Clarissa did the downward dog because they could stay in that pose. But, <laughs> but dad, he could only do a single leg raise. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't like yoga very much anyways. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then off from there, they started doing more things that just popped into your brain. It's like they were speaking to you and saying, we want to do this. We want to do that. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a good job. Somebody's speaking to me, keeping me in line. <laughs> I don't even remember. Um, I find it's a factor of age that I'm really forgetting a lot of things. But I know in one of the first um, 
first episodes, they actually, they found a baby that had been abandoned outside and mom had to make diapers. She And she's a bit OCD, so she made like a whole room of diapers. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I have a little um, 1 to 12 scale sewing machine. So she was sitting at the sewing machine and then, yeah, just silly stuff like so that. So it strikes me that you could take all of these images you created, the different scenes and the stories that go with them, and put it together in a book format at some point. Um, possibly. Uh, some of the some of the pictures are a little bit, um, well, they're, they're just not that great. So I was pl- I've been pleased with some of them, but some of them I, I probably should have spent more time on it. But uh, yeah. So you could just pick and choose the ones that work. and As long as it makes sense, I guess. <laughs> I, I might need an editor, Jenny. <laughs> Okay, all right, sign me up. But books make sense for you because of your background. That When I first met you, you were operating a bookstore, a used bookstore. Yes, yes, that was uh, probably the most fun job that I've I've ever had was having the used bookstore, Yesterday's Books. A number of people in Huntsville might remember it, although it was quite a few years ago. Um, Well, people who remember the Empire Building, which will place it, would know the bookstore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I still miss it sometimes. I, I definitely think Huntsville, you know, could have supported a, another used bookstore if the rents hadn't have gotten completely insane. Yeah. And then the fire, of course. Yeah. The fire of- was, a, was a sad time and, and most of the books were, were not salvageable. Yeah. So um, how many years did you actually operate yesterday's books? Well, I had the, uh, the bookstore part for four years in the Empire Building. And then for three years after that, I did a, a pop-up bookstore for the four months right. of the summer. Right. Um, but and, and that was actually quite profitable because that's when most books sell. However, it's an incredible amount of work to set up. Yeah. And books are heavy and we had to take all the shelving in. And yeah, I didn't after the third year of doing that I didn't really want to do it again yeah so now you can say you're officially retired but busier yes. than ever <laughs> well oh, I don't know if I'm busy or not but I don't, I don't have as much energy to be busy anyway so <laughs> okay well we're just about out of time already in the first half of the show so we're going to leave it there and when we come back after the commercial break we'll talk about what other things you are busy with because you've got a lot of creative things going on Well, thank you. Okay, so stay with us and we'll be back with Carol Ferris in just a few moments. Welcome back to Everything Bagels. I'm still Jenny Cressman and I'm still chatting with Carol Ferris. We were talking about the creative things she's getting into. My goodness, you are into so many different interesting things, Carol. <laughs> well, thanks for that. So um. we talked about the Renwalls <laughs> and you mentioned sewing because that's something you're into too. Yeah, a lot of um, hand sewing actually. I used to, uh-huh. well, I, I, I did do machine stitching in the past, but I'm finding I enjoy the hand stitching more now. I'm not sure why exactly, but uh, yeah. yeah. It's like embroidery. And- I do embroidery. I also m- just make things by hand. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I did the, the mice capades for, for Nuit Blanche, every single thing in that was, was hand stitched. Wow. So. Well, the mice capades, for people who aren't familiar with Nuit Blanche, Nuit Blanche North is Huntsville's Huntsville Festival of the Arts endeavor that goes on each year and the mice capades how did you come up with that idea 
Oh, that's a good question. These things just seem to pop into my mind. (laughs) I do quite a bit of walking through the downtown and I had noticed that there were, well, just nooks and crannies, little holes in buildings and things like that. And I thought, oh, I had seen this pattern for mice and I thought it was kind of cool. And I had actually made a mouse and I I thought, oh, I could do a little setup where the mice were coming out of the nooks and crannies and, and doing some activities. So, yeah, I kind of went with that. But I I think at the end of the day I had made, I think it was 19 hand-stitched mice. <laughs> so it was like installations, little miniature installations yes, that yes. were hidden around town. Yes. And then people had to sort of find them. Yes, I did a, um, a sheet and I called it a, well, it's not exactly a scavenger hunt, but... I did my my poetry thing then because it was all like little rhyming things about telling people how they could find the the mice, and I think I think people did enjoy that activity. Oh yeah, yeah, actually. I remember looking for them. I quite enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, <laughs> and they were so intricately done. Yeah, they were a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make keep making them, but uh, I needed a little break afterwards. Maybe next year. <laughs> okay, so this was last year's Nuit Blanche. Yes. And prior to that, you'd done fairy houses, I believe. Yeah, I've done Nuit Blanche. That was the fifth time I'd done it. Mm-hmm. Um, I did fairy houses one year. Uh, the very first year I did Nuit Blanche was a book theme mm-hmm. um, where I took books with a time reference in them and then made, again, a little installation of what was happening at that time in the book. So Ah. there had to be a quote from the book that had a time reference. That was a lot of work too, actually. (laughs) But fun still. And then the the fairy house. And then one year it was uh, magic tricks. and Okay. Yeah. Well, describe the fairy houses a little bit for people who miss seeing those at Nuit Blanche. Oh, well, everything that I do has to be done with... recycled materials Mm -hmm. so I just started gathering things um, just around and about either old toys or bits of plastic or wood or whatever and glued them together into houses and then I did have a few few fairies they didn't all have fairies and um, again there was a, uh, a list so people could find them, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that well, was And fun. they were very magical looking. Yeah, I don't think they stood the test of time very well, but they made it through the night. Yeah. Because well, <laughs> they, they, were, they were just lightly glued together. Okay. <laughs> and, and well, and what other kind of little installations and things have you done for Nuit Blanche? Oh, well, the, the year that I did um, Magic Tricks, it was kind of an installation, but it was just people had to find the installation and then they had to do the magic trick there of course nothing happened but it was it was just like you threw salt over your shoulder or you you drew in the sand or you pulled a hair out and buried it somewhere a hair out of your head and buried it things like that okay Um, and mostly just wishing for positive things to happen oh well that's nice and I guess I guess the only other thing I did was um was called the joy of giving Mm -hmm. and oh I packed up all the junk from my house I wanted to get rid of (laughs) mostly jewelry actually (laughs) costume jewelry and and packages of seeds and bookmarks and things and put them in little bags and and uh, gave two packages to each person that would accept them and they were to give keep one package for themselves and 
give the other package away to someone else. Okay, well, that's nice. Were they allowed to look in the packages or was it all blind? Um, they were allowed to look um, and it was up to them whether whether they really gave it away. And some, some gifts would not have been suitable either. So they could have given both away. Like if I gave a man, you know, Jewelry. A necklace, yeah. <laughs> for example. I was going to say pierced earrings, but you know, that just doesn't work nowadays. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but so, it was all fun. All very creative endeavors and mostly regarding sort of installations or, or interactive things. I, I guess it is. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, some of the other things that you've been doing on Facebook, getting back to that, I remember seeing all your collages and you still are posting some images of those. Yes. I have... Um, Maybe I'm a little OCD too. I have binders full of collages. <laughs> well, so for people who haven't seen your collages, either live in person images on Facebook or whatever, describe your collages to a blind person. Um, most of the collages are are made to look like some kind of a fantasy creature. Mm-hmm. Um, often they all have wings or extra feet or legs or something like that or mechanical parts on their body. It's really just a fantasy thing um, that I enjoy doing. And sometimes I'll as I'm making them, words will come into my mind what the person, the activity that the person is doing, whether they're rushing to a meeting, preparing a meal, um, person upset or about something. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, I do a lot of that creature collage as well as some other ones. So what are they made with? <coughs> Excuse me. Well, cutouts from magazines, um, cutouts from books that are falling apart. Uh, cutouts from old encyclopedias that people want to throw in the garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so recycling of different types of paper products. Exactly. Yes, okay. I, I I never try and damage anything that can be reused for something else. It always has to be something that would otherwise end up in the trash. Okay, that, that, that's, that's a goal your criteria for, for for most of the things that I do. Yes, it's it's made from garbage. Okay. But creating beautiful images from garbage. Well, I hope so. (laughs) Well, they're all very colorful and intriguing looking, the ones I've seen. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so again, you can find some of these on Carolyn Joan Ferris on Facebook. But you've also sold some of those, I think, haven't you, at Um, some events? uh, Did I? I can't even remember. Not intentionally. I think think after the, um, the fairy house thing... If somebody wanted to buy those fairy houses, I just asked them to make a donation to the food bank and I mm. would just I just give things away for the most part. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're giving away your time at the food bank, you're giving away your stuff, um, and you're also creating more amazing, interesting things. It's just, what's next on the horizon? <laughs> well, I'd like to get back to, to doing collage and maybe branch out a little bit, not just mm-hmm. do uh, collage with creatures in it, but maybe do something more meaningful with better better backgrounds, maybe a little bit of watercolor background. Mm-hmm. I, I like watercolor. Okay, because um, you draw as well, too. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, as I, I think I mentioned um, to you earlier, I don't have any training all my training was for other things, um, but I think in some way that that frees you up because you don't have any expectations for yourself. Okay. Nobody's told me it looks looks bad, so that's all good. <laughs> so you're not trained in art; you're trained in psychology, but you're also trained in piano. If I oh, recall. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. That was I did that for 
for 10 years, I guess. Teaching, you mean. Teaching piano, yes. I had some lovely, lovely students, and I, I did enjoy that. But for a while after I had the bookstore, I tried to do both, and it was just too much. Uh-huh. So the bookstore won out. <laughs> yeah. But you also have to have time for your travels. So you and Paul, you said, went to Latvia and other places. Yes, yes. We're we're enjoying traveling. Um, well, yeah. then a few years ago, I recall you did the Camino. Yes, we did. Yes. I've yeah. actually done it twice now. Ah. And Paul's done it three times. And okay. he wants to do it again this spring. Woo-hoo. I'm going to have to tune myself up if I'm actually going to do that. <laughs> so let's see. I, If I recall correctly, going back a few years, I used to see you and or Paul walking along, was it um, Ravenscliff Road or oh, South Wasio's yes. Road? That would have been your training for the Camino? Um, not necessarily. I think when we got back from the Camino, we, we wanted to keep our fitness up and we lived out of town then. Mm-hmm. And so we used to walk in and, and get some uh, greasy breakfast. <laughs> that was the motivation for walking into town. And then wear it off on the way home. <laughs> well, something like that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, th- I did train for the Camino. I think anyone that doesn't train for the Camino is in for a bit of a, a rude awakening unless uh, they're c- very young or are very naturally fit because it uh-huh. was even with the training, it was it was quite a difficult. How many task. kilometers did you induce? I think it was uh, I think it's around 800 kilometers uh-huh. and something like that. I've forgotten now. And pretty rough train at point. Um. Actually, not too terrible. There, there's one whole section in the middle of the Camino that is completely flat. Um, a little bit of hill climbing. It's just the the distances. Like right. at the end of the day, I think we figured we'd done a half marathon every day, and it is wow. just walking, yeah. but it's still tiring, and you have a weight on your back. So, yeah. Okay, so training to come for your next go at the Camino in, in Santiago. I'm not yeah. I'm not signing my name to that. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> okay. Well, we are actually out of time to talk more with Carol Ferris, but perhaps we'll have her in the studio again after she's done the hike. So thank you very oh. much for coming in, Carol. The pressure. <laughs> You're so welcome. It was okay. lovely. Bye for now. <laughs> Bye-bye.